Welcome to Pints and Politics. I'm your host, Dan Parsons. This is episode number 48. And on each episode of Pints and Politics, we talk with thought leaders, policymakers, people that make a difference in Nebraska. And tonight, we do it, each episode, the way politics ought to be discussed with a great Nebraska craft beer or tonight with a locally sourced cocktail. So welcome to Pints and Politics. Let me introduce our guests uh, tonight. Uh, Vanessa Silk is an attorney with Baird Home Law Firm, LLP, and uh, in Omaha. And Vanessa, uh, your work at Baird Home, you specialize in real estate development, real estate law, water, energy, and natural resource law, and you do it with grace and a smile on your face, and I've watched you do it. So, of course. So welcome. Thank you. And and uh, Vanessa, you, I think, compete with our friend Kevin Shin. I think you're the only, other than Kevin Shin, only three-time guest on it's Pints and Politics. Yeah. We need a fancy jacket or T-shirt. <laughs> I think we those, do. Like Saturday Night Live. So. <laughs> nice. Because Vanessa, uh, we met because of your involvement in craft beer, because you represent Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. Yep. And uh, we did the Peace Summit uh, way back in episode number 22 we in did. Omaha. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And a, a room full of 300 people. Yeah. And... Uh, and that was that was a lot of fun. And then you you were kind enough to come back for episode twenty nine with your law partner David Levy, and we talked and with the mayor of Norfolk, uh, yeah. Josh Moaning. great friend of the firm, great yeah. friend, great yeah. mayor. So welcome back. It's kind of you to to join us again. Thank you. And you bring a wonderful guest. Let me introduce uh, Cody Schmick. And Cody is the managing partner at Kincader Brewing Company oh. and Sideshow Spirits. Uh, you opened uh, with some partners, Kincader Brewery and uh, Broken Bow in 2014, oh, right? Yep, correct. Uh, you've expanded to Grand Island, Lincoln, just down the street, oh. and Omaha. And then in just, uh, just a couple years ago, you opened Sideshow Spirits. Yep. And so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And uh, it's, it's great. We've known each other for a few years, yeah. and I appreciate uh, what you've done here in Lincoln, thanks. Uh, with uh, with with Kincader Brewing, yeah, and now with Sideshow Spirits, and you, as you can tell, uh, you brought some supply. We did, yeah. I, I didn't come empty-handed, and, and thanks for having me. I'm a first timer. I haven't been here. You know, <laughs> maybe I'll come back again. Yeah, see we'll you. have you back. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, so Kincader Brewing, we opened in 14, like like you said. Um, we have had this dream of opening a micro distillery. And we feel like uh, craft distilling and local distilling is going to grow. Uh, we're actually betting a lot of money that it's going to grow over the next few years. Um, the way craft beer has grown uh, up to this point. Um, so we are Lincoln, Nebraska's first ever legal distillery. I got to nice. make that distinction nice. on legal yeah. distillery because there's been some, uh, some moonshiners here over the years. Uh, we tell that story at our place during nice. uh, tours and tastings. Uh, but yeah, we're working mostly focusing on bourbon and stuff that goes into a barrel. Uh, which definitely takes time. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got some fantastic cocktails that we're building. Canned cocktails are exploding in the market yeah. right now. Um, there's only seven varieties in the state of Nebraska. We make four, and then uh, our friends at Brickway make the other three that are locally in made. Yeah, yeah, in Omaha. Um, so yeah, so then we're doing a little bit of cider there as well. So the, the space nice. is uh, 16th and P right downtown Lincoln here. Yep. Um, putting a lot, uh, a lot of investment into it, making just a great space that people can come in and have a high-end cocktail, good bourbon, um, good cider, 
uh, and uh, then we're pushing some of these products out to the market too. So. And, and it's great. And what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking one of your cocktails. Yeah, so you guys both have our Green Dryad Cucumber Mint Cooler. So it's kind of our take on the classic mojito um, with a, a super fresh uh, mint and cucumber in there. Um, and then I'm actually drinking our very first ever bourbon, which I'm really excited about. Um, so this is 100% Nebraska corn. Uh, aged in a new American oak charred barrel. And um, this one sold out really, really quickly for us. I saved a few bottles for special Very occasions. Very nice. So I brought one with me today. Very so, nice. Yeah. Well, nice. cheers. 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 <laughs> this tastes fantastic. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, we already had one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were ahead of me. I we're catch one up. ahead of you. I will catch up. You will catch up. Well, I'm just <laughs> delighted you guys are both here. Um, as you guys know, I've been a fan of craft beer uh, for years. I've watched uh, Vanessa and her team uh, just do some amazing work over at the legislature uh, because uh, this is a new, it has been a new industry. Mm -hmm. So Vanessa, talk a little bit about um, maybe what you've done uh, the last few years uh, with the Guild and, and the influence you've had uh, with really a bipartisan group of, of state senators. That's a great point in the first one I want to start with, especially with a new governor, whoever that might be yep. next year, and at least 13 new senators. It, I just want to highlight that history that the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild, um, Cody, you've been a part of it mm -hmm. since I've been involved from the very beginning. Um, we have probably the, the most wide ranging coalition of senators who vote in favor of expanding opportunities for growth of these businesses here in Nebraska time after time, they're here for it. Because it is, it's a local economic development tool. Yes, and so Cody can expand on this part, but as far as you know, my role and my partners and colleagues at Baird Holm, we have a long history of supporting the growth of economic development right here in Nebraska. We do that in so many different areas of the law. Um, this is one particular area that I brought over with me because of the experience I had with a number of uh, craft beer licensee owners and started that process right before I switched firms to Baird Holm. And yeah. since then, um, you guys can't get rid of me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, every session, there's been something either affirmative that we need yep. or defense. Fighting, yeah. Yeah, which, which is was an unfortunate couple that's, of years That's when there. we met. Yes, yeah. we, we mm -hmm. met because of that. And it was because of fans of craft beer and community members who supported us that really put um, those problematic bills that had been introduced out of the picture entirely. And with force. Yes. With I mean, there full was, force. there was, you talk about hearing rooms packed. Yes. Lots of beards and tattoos. Yes. <laughs> and some ladies. Um, yes. Wear my pink. Um, so yeah, and that process for me, you know, I, I'm a parent and a big nerd. Yep. And so getting people involved in democracy in Absolutely. a way that's relatable to them so many people testified for the first time ever on a bill and learned how a bill becomes a law or how we stop a bill from becoming a law by being members of the guild or participating. And now with distilleries um, last year and this year, um, we're working on that same path as Cody described. And I'll just highlight two things in particular, and then I want to spend time focusing on all the good <laughs> stuff you guys do to actually make fantastic products, yeah. hire people and develop. So. From a legal perspective, um, you know, we spent a, a lot of time developing and revising the craft beer laws. And so initially we have obtained five 
satellite locations for each licensee mm -hmm. for craft beer. So they can all those licensees can directly deliver their, their own beer to those locations. Which was a huge deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Huge deal. And um, we fought against some other issues and hashed out some rules and regulations cooperatively with the commission. Um, this year, after a very long fight and a long wait, we were able to negotiate a limited um, right of self-distribution. So this would allow craft beer licensees to directly distribute, self-distribute their product to places that they don't own. So grocery stores, local bar, restaurants. Um, it's one step in the right direction. Of course, we want more, <laughs> but yeah. we'll start for that. Um, for distilleries, as of last year, um, we had the very lowest production cap in the entire country. It was wow. 10,000 gallons. Wow. And Brickway, which mm -hmm. is a little bit further along production-wise than, than you guys were at at the time, yep. they actually hit the cap and had to stop producing in the middle of the pandemic, Whoa. which is ridiculous. So Whoa. last session, we worked Whoa. with Senator Tony Vargas, and yeah. of course, Governor Ricketts signed um, a bill that expanded that production cap to 100,000 gallons. And then this session, we got five locations mm -hmm. for craft distilleries. And next section, we're going to continue to work on other things that you need to grow your business here in Nebraska. And the last little nugget I'll put before I stop talking is um, just to highlight that the wide range of businesses who choose to invest, you know, the people right. who own these businesses, right. they choose to invest right here in Nebraska in communities throughout the state. And it, large, small, yeah, you know, everywhere. Omaha, Lincoln, Broken Bow, mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And that's dollars in the state that then multiply with visitors from all over the world. So my job as an attorney is to make sure that clients can grow and that Nebraska is their first choice. Um, they don't have to leave with their families. They can yep. stay here. And that has been a fantastic just outcome to see as this has grown. Well, uh, Cody, talk a little bit about Broken Bow. And sure. I'm familiar with the community. I've been up yeah. to your brewery yeah. uh, several times and have friends up there yeah. and and love the Sandales. We were just talking, my yeah. grandparents grew uh, <laughs> lived in Thedford, just sure. down the street. Yeah. And, and so what's that been like the last few years of developing? Yeah, so a lot of people ask us, why did you guys open in Broken Bow? Well, we lived there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we wanted a place that, that we could go and, and um, we uh, we invested in that community. We continue to invest in that community. We're actually doing another big build out there. We've we've added on several buildings. We have um, seventeen thousand going on twenty thousand square feet. Wow. Um, it's a mile north of Broken Bow. So if you think Broken Bow's in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> go another mile north up into the sand hills, and that's where our farm is. So we're on a four acre farm up there. Did people um, think you were crazy uh, building did. that yep, far out? Absolutely. Yeah. So most people are like, man, if you're going to build it here, you got to be right in the square. You got to be right on the highway. And we we just liked that area. I still think it's the best place to drink a beer in the state of Nebraska. You, you sit on our patio, look yep. up into the sun, into the sand hills. Yeah. Uh, around There's stuff. nothing else like it yeah, in the world. Beautiful. Yeah, no. it's a beautiful yeah. area. So uh, the folks in Broken Bow, you know, there's po populations around 3,500. They, they love us. They love that... Uh, uh, in, in a lot of ways, and, and not trying to toot our own horn too much, but bro, uh, Kincader kind of put Broken Bow on the map. Absolutely. A lot of people are like, oh, Broken Bow, Kincader, you yeah. know, and they, they associate those two. And we love that. But then this, you know, this five tap room thing, this is, a, we've taken full advantage of this. So we are um, uh, at four going on five of these satellite licenses. Uh, expanding across the state. So Grand Island is more of a restaurant focus and Lincoln's more of a tap room and event focus. And, and then we just opened Omaha six months ago. And, and so we've got a lot of cool things in the works. But one of the things that, that you guys touched on a little bit, Vanessa touched on is that um, 
working through some of these legal processes and, and, and putting um, these, these rules and regulations and laws into place all around uh, Nebraska alcohol has been pretty cool because you do see people across the political spectrum supporting this. You know, my brother once said, he goes, man, even if you don't drink beer, you still are a fan of Nebraska craft beer because they love seeing what what groups like us and Scratch Town and, and, you know, a lot of these breweries are bringing to not only their small communities, but adding into Omaha and adding into Lincoln and adding into the overall culture. And and, and really beer culture is incredibly strong, which I know, you, you know, Dan, and, and it's this group of people that think all over the board, but yep. what brings them together is beer, right? Well, and, and that's and, why we started Pines and Politics. Yeah, yeah. It was, <clears throat> you know, it, the, the, the union of the work that you've done in the legislature and our little idea of Pines and Politics, uh, I just was at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And, uh, but that's why I wanted to start this podcast and that's why I appreciate what you both do is because if, if we're gonna talk about politics, we should do it in a way that brings us together. And I don't know anything in this day and age. This uh, may be the only thing. This may be it. And so (laughs) let's continue to set that tone. Uh, One of the cool things that that we have experienced, you know, and and five years ago or whenever, was it 2016, that we kind of had that battle on our hands. At that point, it was all about the defensive, right? And like, oh, what do we got to do to protect what we currently have? And now we're thinking totally different. We flipped that and we're like, okay, what do we want that can grow our communities, that can grow our, our, um, you know, our staff? Like we, our little company, we have 105 people on payroll now, you know what I mean? Across five locations. So we're, we're adding jobs, we're adding, and, and it's, it's a, it's paying taxes, paying uh, taxes. And, and, you know, for our crew, it's, it's more, I, I say this, but I think for a lot of them, it's more than a job. They, they, they sure get to be a part of this really cool culture of growing not only their communities, but internally we have just like, I don't know, a great feel. And it's more than just a paycheck. Obviously we all have bills to pay, but man, being a part of something like this and growing these brands and, and when people say, oh, you know, can cater, you know, I know this beer, this is my favorite beer. Everyone on our crew takes pride. And the only way we can do that is if our local government helps kind of build this, you know, this, this thing that'll foster uh, this kind of environment and the five tap rooms, the 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 limit, you know, the raising the limit on production and and just some of these things that are maybe kind of antiquated laws that just never got cleaned up or never needed to be cleaned up. There's not really a ton of opposition at this point because everybody wants to see what we're doing grow across the board. I mean, really, there's not much negative to it at this point. So I, I know we've had this conversation, Vanessa, in the past. It is also an economic development tool for the state. I mean, how do we attract young professionals, old professionals? How do we keep people in Nebraska? How do we attract those professionals or any field? It doesn't have to be white collar, blue collar. How do we attract people to Nebraska and keep people in Nebraska with cutting edge entertainment and something that's cool? And craft beer and and distillery, uh, craft cocktails fills that void. Mm For sure. And for so many of the communities outside of Lincoln and Omaha, that is a huge driver for people to just come and build community, which is something that's entirely, you know, been decimated because of COVID, because of political divide. Um, Even in a red state like Nebraska, we still have a lot of, you know, torn relationships that, that need to be mended. And there are opportunities throughout Nebraska in those locations where that is the spot where it happens. 
and it's your neighbor, it's your mayor in one case. It's yeah. uh, the guys that worked at the economic development um, you know, center before they, they started their own brewery. There are people who had normal everyday jobs and they quit it all to, to build this in their neighborhoods and their communities. So from that point, it, it's very important. Um, as far as legally and you know, just tax base wise, this is a no brainer. You know, I, it's, it's Nebraskans investing in Nebraska. And I think for everybody, you know, it's alcohol, it's a highly regulated industry. But what's fascinating to me as an attorney, a nerd attorney, um, it's always implied, is, uh, <laughs> you know, every state has a little bit different way of regulating the rights that, that craft beer licensees have or distilleries have. And some are more liberal than others um, as far as, you know, the open door they give to start that business. And in Nebraska, we're very unique. I think that we have tailored our statutes so that there's a baseline for public health and safety and taxes and alcohol content, which are important. Yep. But beyond that, I mean, think just within your own group of locations and your two businesses, right. the, the ways and the opportunity that you can figure out how to tailor if you're gonna have a restaurant or if you're gonna do just your own mm -hmm. tap room or have a C license and bring in alcohol from the full spectrum of producers from anywhere. Um, it has given the most leeway for people to figure out what works best for them and make investments accordingly. The last time in episode, what did I say, 22, uh, way back when, uh, we were seeing the beginning of this tremendous growth of the industry. Has that plateaued? Where, where are we at? I don't mean to put you on the spot with numbers, but uh, where are we at with both? Uh, and you mentioned a little bit about the, the distillery, uh, how that is set to grow. But maybe back up a little bit and talk about the industry and how it has grown uh, the craft, the beer specifically. So you can add to this sure. on the beer side. I've seen numbers just in prep for this most recent session to figure out where self-distribution and where these different rights might lie. And so lots of reference points to the Liquor Control Commission's numbers that they have on production, which have been a little bit all over the place for everybody. Most people are emerging from the pandemic. Some have found great success yeah. um, for some of the other leeway that they can get, but they're still, you know, we're still working through supply chain for canning, still working through some of that rebound um, economically. And so we didn't have anybody in the guild go out of business during the mm -hmm. pandemic. Wow. Everybody hung on, wow. which was a mm -hmm. huge deal, um, especially for a while when you, everything was shut down, you, you got to do to go or go buy it from the grocery store if that was distributed there. Um, distilleries, though, I've seen an exponential growth. We're still relatively small. We're not Kentucky mm -hmm. by any means, no. but <laughs> <laughs> but just the. I mean, we're up to twelve licensees right now. I think so. Really? No. Yeah. And you're set to expand location-wise almost immediately. So. Yeah. Yeah. So in in the craft beer world right now, you know, craft beer has always been a, about quality over quantity, as you know, yep. and. So we were kind of screaming in growth here in Nebraska. I, I don't say it's it's plateaued because there's still growth happening. It has slowed slowed up a little bit, and, and you could say it's supply chain, you could say pandemic, whatever. But I think it was a big win that everybody came out. Uh, business models are changing a little bit. There's kind of two groups of okay. business. So the the one group uh, would be like us and Zipline and Crossstrain, and 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 we are we're brewing to distribute. And then there's another group that is a very successful model that is brewing to take care of their own tap room yes. and maybe maybe a couple other accounts. Um, both models work really, really well, um, but uh, you kind of got to go all in or you got to just take care of home base. 
And and I'm I'm seeing a bigger divide between the two groups where it kind of just seemed like it was this kind of slow, you know, build up. And now we kind of just have the groups that are taking care of their home base. And then we have the groups that are distributing and, and still have their tap rooms as well. So, so is also the difference between those two groups uh, food centric more more not necessarily or, or not? Okay. not necessarily. So, you know, some of the guys I think uh, cross strain is is has two two or three now and zipline has i think three or four now um and none of those guys do food at all they right. work with local right. food That's trucks true. things like yep. that yep. for us um we are going actually going away from the food model so our broken bone our grand island locations are full restaurants but we will probably never open another full restaurant mm-hmm. we're going to just focus on that taproom model and and in hopes that maybe at some point we can maybe add a couple locations on sure. that as we're maxing these out um, but really what a lot of these places are becoming is just like their their neighborhood or their town hub. Yes. And they're really focused yes. on that piece of it. Mm-hmm. They're having, you know, fundraisers for, you know, some somebody yep. that's going through a tough time or yep. they're having, you know, uh, Girl Scout cookie pairings yep. and they're selling yes. a bunch, you know, yes. so they're really becoming this this hub not only in these small communities, but in the neighborhoods in Omaha and Lincoln as well, which is kind of kind of cool to see. I mean, really, if you look back pre-prohibition, that's really how it was. You know, you couldn't, everybody kind of had their own little brewing company that serviced their area. And I love that it's it's getting back to that. It's a lot of fun. Well, and, and you think about all the ethnic diversity in this state, and I'm talking about the European ethnic diversity I mean, there was such a rich heritage of beer, mm-hmm. right, in those cultures, and for the for the Czechs and the Bohemians and the German heritage mm-hmm. in Nebraska, it's like, oh, I can go down to my local beer hall now exactly. again. Yep. I mean, it's tradition, it's family, it's community. Yep. I, I just think yep. it's a beautiful uh, uh, continued yep. industry in the state. Yep. Yeah, where we see that you know the breweries still growing, the uh, the growth has slowed slightly. Um, distilleries, I feel like we're like this right now. We're yeah. just growing like crazy. And, and the, the folks that are doing it, you know, Lazy RW out in Moorfield, Nebraska. Uh, Where? Uh, Moorfield, Moorfield, Nebraska. It's right yeah. outside of North Platte. Okay. I mean, it's like literally Lincoln a town. County on a ranch. I'll bet they're not even 100 people wow. in this town. Yeah. I thought between politics and music, I've been in every <laughs> right. town in this state. <laughs> you have one to add to your list. I do, yeah. yeah. So they're called Lazy RW, good buds of ours. Yeah, I've seen uh, the Just brand. doing yeah. some fun kind of moonshine type yeah. feeling stuff. Uh, you know, Zach in, in Omaha is killing it with Brickway. Soldier yep. Valley is kind of going a whole different direction. They're going more of a national and they're they're getting... Uh, some uh, um, Lee Greenwood bought into the company. Oh, really? I've heard about that. So he's kind of pushing that huh. nationally. They're just pushing a couple bourbons. Uh, but there, a lot of these guys are doing this on like, you know, one gallon small stills that they're just pushing stuff out. But we're seeing that growth in that. And, and we really, I really think, I mean, looking at what's happening on the coast and in other states, um, craft distilling will continue to grow. Um, Maybe, you know, it's never going to catch up to beer in the sense of just gallons because it's different, right? Sure. Uh, a, a gallon of bourbon is right. different than a gallon of beer. Right. Yeah. But um, but we see a ton of growth. Like I said, our group has invested a ton into it. We started working on this project about three years ago. Um, we're seeing some good initial growth. We're actually doing a, um, an upgrade to our building right now, adding some private tasting rooms. And, and we're going to really invest in the tourism aspect of it. Yes. So we took a whole group to Kentucky and we, we nice. jammed out eight distillery tours in two days. <laughs> And it was Whoa. like, the, if you've never taken that trip, oh, man. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, we That's spaced good. it well. Yeah. We ate, we drank water. It was yeah. good. 
Um, uh, and But we just saw what in Kentucky, and I know that's kind of the gold standard for, for distilling things, it's like our craft beer scene here, it's there. So craft beer is kind of in, in its infancy stages there, where distilling is huge. Where here, sure. craft beer is huge and distilling is still growing. So, so, but the thing that we saw time and time again is people wanna come in, they wanna do a tour, they wanna do a tasting, and so we're really investing into making our tour one of the best tours in the state, so. I'm, I'm curious, Vanessa, I mean, you have a broad portfolio of, of clients and work that you do, including one of my favorite topics that you've been on, you and David, uh, Renewable Energies. Of course. Um, but to be on the leading edge with Baird Home in developing and, and nursing and 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 you know the day-to-day -day and the year-to-year -year development of this industry it just has to be so satisfying to it really is you know i i don't get bored in my job i have uh david levy and i my partner david levy and i probably have the 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 most varied practice areas of focus that you know all in one kind of person um this has been one of the most rewarding um client-based Folks, you guys are my favorites. Um, she has to say that. Oh, I haven't heard her say that to others. No, so. like I, I really enjoy all of my clients, but this group um, on the beer side and now developing into the distillery side, um, you know, to bring so many people together who don't agree on everything. Mm -hmm. You know, there's over 70 members of the guild now. Wow. There was like a dozen when I started. Wow. So my client counseling, my effort to bring people to consensus or to help guide them through that process of like, I need to hear this from you to know what to, I'm going to go get for you. And that has been a heck of a ride. Um, and even when people aren't agreeing necessarily internally, we always come to that consensus point and then we go and execute. And so that's been incredibly rewarding. And um, the last little thing I want to plug before we get too far along here is um, the craft cocktails. So the other thing that we finished last year that we accomplished again with Senator Vargas, Senator Lowe and Governor Ricketts, um, prior to last year, because this had hard alcohol in it, it would have been taxed as if the entire can was full of hard liquor. And so we accomplished a huge thing that's going to facilitate the growth of craft cocktails market by altering the tax rate so that it's tied more closely to the actual ABV sure. for the, the, the drink itself, which was a huge credit to the legislature and the governor for working with us on that. I mean, it was a non-starter. The way the tax was written, the law was written before, it was, we were literally, we had everything developed. Didn't make any. We weren't even gonna do it yeah. unless yeah. it changed. It didn't we, pencil we, out. We had, it didn't pencil out. It was just too expensive. And so, and that's the reason there's only seven brands in the entire state right now because a year ago, it, it, you would lose money doing it essentially. Wow. So it was not there was not enough meat on the bone to make it happen. So we had these all in the pipeline, and we had been developing them, hoping that we could get this change, knowing that we'd probably get it changed. There really wasn't much opposition. It was just one of those things that had to get cleaned up had in order done. for this this to start developing. So now that it is cleaned up. I'm sure as you guys go to your grocery stores and stuff, you're seeing not only some local ones pop up, you're seeing ones from all over the uh, country. Oh, sure, because they've so benefited as well. Yes, yep. Yep. and as they, it should be. they would skip over the state because the tax laws were so, it, with this particular type of product, it was just a non-starter, so. Well, as we begin to wrap up, I don't want to forget to have people have an opportunity, because I just did this today. You can actually become a member of the guild of just Joe six pack, yep. right? Yeah. And I did that today. I've 
Thank you. Well, well awesome. why I hadn't Thanks. done that before yeah. after all these years, but the anyway. Executive Director Bree Schuler will be very yeah, much appreciate that. Well, I got a note from her immediately. That's awesome. And, uh, She's so, solid. Yeah. But, yes. but anyway, people can do that who want to support the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, just go to the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. Yep. And you can become a member and you get some swag and you get some discounts and you get to support the industry. So that's very cool. Thank you. That's very cool. You're very welcome. Yeah. And Cody, just uh, as we begin to wrap up, uh, Kincater and Sideshow Spirits, obviously Broken Bow, Grand Island, yep. Omaha, yep. and just down the street here in the Haymarket. Yep. And uh, in these uh, cocktails, again, uh, you, we can find all these in most anywhere that you would buy alcohol. Yeah, we have pretty wide distribution. One of the things that that makes us a little different. We're in that kind of top 10 breweries in the state production breweries. We're the only one that hasn't gone outside of Nebraska yet. We're really oh. just focusing on Nebraska and, and making sure that we're taking care of our, uh, our home crowd before we go on tour. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, cool. we, we do. Um, so we have Kincaider down here in the Haymarket. Come see us. Uh, Sideshow Spirits. We do a great tour at 1630 P Street, still downtown Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln's first first ever legal distillery. Legal distillery. So, yeah, come check us out. Very I cool. I took a class of law students when I guest taught. Oh, yeah. I brought yeah, them to Sideshow for the class so they could learn about um, prepping expert witnesses for litigation. <laughs> and then we took them on a tour. And I'm teaching again this semester. And they've told me, you and the tour were their favorite oh, part of cool. like yeah. law school for some tour. of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're locked in for now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We got to do it every year now yes. with yes. all the new students. Vanessa yeah. uh, emeritus wherever yes. at, uh, <laughs> you know, at the law school. Yep. Well, let me thank our sponsors, Baird Home LLP. Thank you, uh, Vanessa, for your kind sponsorship. Uh, the crew at Becom Solutions, Courtney, Rachel, and your team, who do all of the production, editing, and distribution of Pints and Politics. Kim Remington is the Operations Manager at Parsons Public Relations. Pints and Politics theme music is written and performed by Jack Rodenberg. Uh, Fuse Coworking, the home of uh, our studio, and it's also the home of Parsons Public Relations. Uh, the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild, and especially our guests. Let me pour one more little <laughs> sip. Uh, Vanessa Silk, Cody Schmick. Thank you, hey, guys. Cheers. 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 Um,